You are listening to You Heard It Here Second. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or DerekAndSteve.com. Subscribe and follow today. I am a shell of a human being. (laughs) (laughs) I am not okay. Derek and Steve present. You know my brother, and this is very much on brand for him, but he was trying to watch Celtic Summer League basketball. Oh, classic. We got to reach, we got to reach out to them and uh, become the podcast of the Taco Bell Hotel. It's like we would go to bed at midnight on Mondays. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because of the stupid bachelor. So do you, do you miss Ben Higgins? (laughs) I don't miss Ben Higgins at all. (laughs) I miss Ben Higgins. (laughs) I liked Ben Higgins. He was, he was so soft, but. Now, he was, like he was, a, he was a pancake. You heard it here, second. Hello, and welcome to episode number one thirty-five of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek, alongside Steve. Steve, what'd you have for lunch today? What did I have for lunch today? That's a killer question. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I'm glad you mixed it. One up. out of every twenty-five um, episodes, I mix it up. So, I had a. Uh, chicken salad sandwich. Nice with some uh, with some fresh dill. Nice. Nice. Right. What'd you have for lunch today? I guess. okay. Go Taco ahead. Guess. Bell. Taco. Taco. No. Bell. Good guess. Good guess. Tacos. Thanks. Uh, not not today. Today I had pizza for lunch. Um, we had a we went to a pizza place near my office because one of my colleagues is is leaving, so it was a going away lunch. Good riddance. So good right? riddance, and I had like five <laughs> different types of pizzas. Because they were like, holy, they, they were, well, because they were, they were mini, it was one of those places that does individual pizzas. And so they had just ordered a bunch. And so, so I had five, five different, pizzas? no, no, I had, I had a slice of, of five different pizzas. Wow. And well, that good. sounds like a good lunch, Derek. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was definitely good. So I'm happy for you. So we're back for episode 135. Um, a little bit of a lighter sports slate anyway today because we're in probably one of the most dead periods of sports like as far as a couple of weeks goes. Um, we have some stuff to talk about. There's, there's some stuff to talk about, but um, the the heat turns up in a few weeks when football starts. Um, oh, yeah. So we'll, 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 we'll go through some of the basic sports topics. Uh, we have some additional pop culture topics as usual. Um, but first, we have some stuff in the opening drive that you will, that you will start us off with. Right. Um, I would like to give a shout out uh, just in case, I, I hope they're not listening, but if they are, um, because I talked about it in an interview today, uh, shout out Brad DeBobian and Sarah Glazer. Uh, just in case you guys are listening, uh, I had a great time speaking with you today. Um, this is for the firm uh, Shoemaker, Loop, and Kendrick. Uh, so um, I promised them I'd give them a shout out whether or not they listen. Here it is. Congrats it is. Uh, on your shout out. So. That's my opening drive. Derek, do you want to give them a shout out too? I will also give Brad and Sarah a shout out. Um, Brad and Sarah, I don't know you, but um, but I will retweet Steve's shout out, which kind of counts as two shout outs in my book. So there you go. You guys have each got two shout outs now in the last three minutes. That's an endorsement. Yeah. Retweets are endorsements. Yes. Retweets are endorsements <laughs> on this podcast. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's my opening drive. Um, if you guys are listening, thank you so much. If not... Uh, then I don't know who I'm talking to. <laughs> if not, then also thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so there you go. There's your opening drive shout out. Uh, good to toss those in once in a while. Um, anything else in the opening drive before we before we started out here in pop culture? That's it for me. Let's pop some culture. Alrighty, let's do it.
All right, so pop culture, we got a couple topics here. We'll start with a celebrity couple, uh, no longer apparently. So Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth have split um, in what sounds like, so from what I saw about this, it sounded like it wasn't like a vicious, you know, uh, bad term split. It's just like a weird split. Is that what you heard? Um, I just have one question for you, <laughs> Derek. Yes. Um, is love dead? I mean, yes, it is. That, that's why I'm trying. That's we're doing a postmortem here of love. That's right, what I. So love yeah. is dead. Love is dead because uh, Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth have split up. Uh, I don't know anything about these two and their relationship, but people seem to be upset. Yeah. Apparently, they were a very good couple. Uh, I don't know anything about their split, but I feel like we should say a few words for their relationship. Don't you? I think so. Yeah. I think we probably should. Love is dead. Love is dead. Um, <laughs> so good luck to everyone else who, if you are hoping like to find love, you can find like what you think is love, but love is dead now. So yeah, you can um, find a very, a very aggressive liking of someone. Yeah, right. Right. But, yeah, <laughs> no more love. Yeah. It's, it's been supplanted by aggressive liking. So, <laughs> um, uh. So yeah, so it's a sad it's a sad day for um for everyone who uh is was previously in love or was was looking to fall in love or anything related to that or just or just or people who loved anything. Um it's a sad day because now you wake up tomorrow and you know everything you thought you loved, you actually don't love it anymore cuz love is dead. You know. Right. So so apparently, I just quickly Googled it. Um, they announced it to, to People Magazine, um, and they had been married for seven months. So they were actually married, oh, or at least... I think I might have heard that, yeah. Uh, at least it says just seven months after tying the knot, which typically means marriage. Yes, so, yes. Uh, they wish each other nothing but health and happiness. Um, uh-oh. AOL says Hem- Hemsworth split is taking a nasty turn. Ooh, uh-oh. That was four hours ago. Breaking news. Oh, I see that article too. Wow. Okay. This is oh this is getting gosh. all right. Well we'll yeah. keep our <laughs> keep our finger on the pulse. <laughs> so we might have to be checking in with this uh regularly to find out what's going on here. Nasty turn. That that's bad. Right. It's bad news. Well. So um well we'll we'll keep you posted. Um so stay tuned in the next two weeks for <laughs> Miley Cyrus and Liam Important Hemsworth. updates. If you see anything on the internet about Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth, take it with a grain of salt until you hear it from us because we are right. the confirmed source on this stuff. So as you can tell, we've we've done our research. We know, we know what we're talking about. We know about. what we're talking about. And they come to us first when they have to spread, disseminate information about this relationship. So right. um, just, un- just understand that before you go uh, considering hey. stuff fact. So yeah. Anything else um, on, on Miley and Liam? No, no, <laughs> nothing else. Cool. Um, so second topic is like kind of a more of a Twitter storm because that's where I've seen most of this happening um, is Barstool Sports is in the I don't want to call it in the news because I don't know how much it's in the real news, but it's it is yeah. it is on the Internet quite a bit um, with the this talk of unionizing. <laughs> um, so I guess what are your initial thoughts on this situation? So, I have some thoughts, but I want. Do you know more of the background on this? I don't I'm know not very much. Clear. I don't know much of the background. Okay, so I, what I know and fill in the gaps if you've heard uh, more than me. But um, someone tweeted at uh, I think the Ringer is is talking oh, about yes, unionizing. Yes. yes. So the Ringer is a very famous um, podcast conglomerate with uh, Bill Simmons, yep. and it's a, it's a competitor of Barstool Sports, mm-hmm. mostly um, sports pop culture. 
and a competitor of ours, to be honest. Like we're, we're all we're punching we're punching up. Yeah. We're punching up. Yeah. Uh, should we unionize? I we might we might have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think we should. If everyone else, <laughs> if everyone else is doing it, you and I definitely should. <laughs> um, so anyway, there the ringer is considering unionizing. So someone tweeted at um, Barstool Sports or one of one of their writers and said, if you're considering about uh, considering unionizing, please DM me directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not against the law. You're you're absolutely within your rights to talk to someone about unionizing. Yep. And Dave Portnoy, the CEO slash president of Barstool and owner, yeah, so basically yeah. the 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 head, tweeted to that guy's tweet saying. Anyone from Barstool who DMs this man will be immediately fired, yeah. um, and that's what sparked that's this sparked whole controversy. The firestorm, which is, I mean, that's yeah, that, that's Portnoy's. It's been his strength his entire life. Is sparking, <laughs> sparking controversy, right? And so, right. Um, j- just a quick point of clarification. He's a- so he's actually, even though El Prez is still his name, uh, he's technically not the CEO and president at, the, at anymore of Barstool because they have a they he sold half of it and like they have a real CEO okay. now and stuff, but like for all intents and purposes, like he's the, he's still the head person at Barstool, but he's not actually the shot caller and CEO, but you know, he's the biggest influence at Barstool still. Um, right. And so, you know, <laughs> with any, like anything with Barstool, you do have to take it with a grain of salt because what w- what ensues is like tons and tons of sarcasm and parody from a yes, lot, from exactly. a lot of them, from a lot of them. So, uh, I have grown to to dislike El Prez. Like, I do, I don't like Dave Portnoy. Um, I'm sick of him, and I and I just think that I think he's kind of a douche, and like I like I don't like him. And so, but but at, but with that said, though, um, I do like a lot of the other personalities and writers and everybody else at Barstool. Like I I, I find a lot of them funny. I think a lot of them are are better people than him, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, I just I just. I'm not someone who's anti barstool in today's day and age as a whole, but you know, I have my gripes with, with, with El Prez and the way some things happen there. So, but what makes it really tough like to figure out what's going on here is that all those other guys that I mentioned, guys and girls, like all, like the, all the employees that work there, it's constant stream of parody and, yeah. uh, and sarcasm coming out of the whole situation. So it's yeah. like for the, so I don't, I mean, He's obviously threatened them if they unionize. I don't think that any of them are considering unionizing because none of them complain about their work situation really, except for like every there's every now and then a public one, a public situation that is a complaint. But yeah. for the most part, they all say they don't have any issues and they love where they work. So so it's like, you, but they're all like now joking about it, like because he said he would fire them if they did it. Like like, right. like, like Big Cat immediately DM. I don't know if you saw that with Big Cat. But he shared no, what he, he did. Big, Big Cat immediately posted a screenshot. He DM'd the guy. Like, like, <laughs> did he? Like he just immediately DM'd the guy, but it was not about unionizing. And it was just like about some <laughs> other joke that they have on their podcast. Like, because but El Prez's <laughs> tweet said, like, if anybody DMs this guy, I will fire them on the spot. Like, and yeah. So he just DM'd him immediately. And so it's I like, love it. so that's where it's like, you can't tell what's real and what's just like sarcasm and joke. So I don't know. What, yeah. what are your thoughts about it? Um, I don't know. I'm not a big stoolie. I, I don't really, I feel like it's, I, I, it might be getting better because I don't pay attention to it, but it's just not a culture that that breeds uh, good conversation. So I, I think a lot of this is is and like you said with the sarcasm, it it comes with a grain of salt. Like uh, overall, Barstool can do whatever the heck they want. They're allowed to unionize. What Dave Portnoy said is actually against the law. You're not yes. allowed to say that to <laughs> employees. Um, but all of this is wrapped up in like 
this small microcosm world that like people can either like or hate. So what they actually do, I don't really care. Um, and I don't think Dave Portnoy's comments are going to matter because you're right. It, it's a joke to, on purpose. Like it's supposed like, and then a, um, AOC. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Responded to him saying, this is against the law to say something like that. And he said, welcome to the Thunderdome debate me. Yeah. Cause he, that's what he that's wants. He that's wants, ex- he, yeah. he wants you to play right into his hands and right. then he and, can be, and then you know, the that, big idiot, yeah. you know, that the real, like a real, like Congress, Congresswoman is not going to like engage in that. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, but so, but so then he gets to run to the stoolies with like the, like the, right. she's scared of, of debating me thing, you know? And so right. like, uh, and that's their, that's their business model. Exactly. So it, it works for them. So this is, I don't want to talk too much about it. Cause that's what it is. This is like a big stunt that actually like, if they want to unionize, they can, if they don't want to, <laughs> yeah. they don't have to. Um, but the fact that we're talking about it now is on purpose. Like yeah. They, oh, yeah, for this sure. is a, a well uh, curated, um, thought piece by barstool yeah 100 percent. and like and like like some of the stuff i have found funny some of the stuff that comes out of it like feidelberg is one of the one of the barstool guys that i like he's originally a boston guy one of the boston writers from the original kind of like when they had them in different cities and not just all headquartered in new york and uh he he posted a screenshot because the the other thing too frankly is that like i i i i've gotten the vibe that el prez is quite a um I don't want to say I don't want to say he's necessarily like right politically, but he's like um, in that kind of group of of kind of okay. he, he's he's shown that he might be a Trump guy at times, and okay. uh, and so Weidelberg posted this. So so uh, Dana Loesch, who's like one of this, do you know who that is? I do. Yeah. yeah so she's the worst, and um, she uh, quote tweeted AOC's tweet like about uh, if you're a boss tweeting firing threats to employees to unionize, you're likely breaking the law. Like AOC tweeted yeah. that and Dana Loesch quote tweeted it and just wrote LOL, LOL, in all capitals. And so Feidelberg posted that screenshot and he said, so Feidelberg's tweet is, is gun mom on our side or against us? I might start treading more carefully. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so it's like, it's, it's like at least that there's like a joking, like they're able to step back and joke and be like, you guys are kind of going crazy with this a little bit. Right. Um, but yeah, so the whole thing is very, it's very interesting, but you're, you're, you're right. Is that people talking about it is exactly what he wants. Um, yeah. And the one thing to, that I'll just add to the history part of it with the ringer and everything, I don't know how much you know this, but like he and Bill Simmons have had a, well, actually really Bill Simmons never even acknowledges El Prez really, but like El Prez has <laughs> had a, has had like a few a, a one-sided feud with Bill Simmons for years and years and years and years. Like since the beginning of Barstool, he's hated Bill Simmons. That's um, funny. And so that is partly, I think, what that was born from is that the fact that it was the Ringer, like like basically the Ringer and Deadspin are the two websites oh, that, yeah. that Barstool will always like feud against, like every chance yeah. they get. So, but because that, that's what they want, they exactly. need they need enemies, they need exactly. targets. That's just exactly. like that's their style. Yeah. Yep. So it's complete. That's completely it. That's exactly it. So. Yeah. So, you know, they're not going to unionize. And to be honest, like, I don't think that the threat is really significant at all because I don't think that they want to unionize. But it's 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 just a kind of a ridiculous story. So, well, I'm but, still on board if you want to unionize, Derek. I'm down to look into that to explore those options, I think. I think. Two, is there a such thing as a two man union? <laughs> Who are the employers and the employees? Yeah. <laughs> Who make no money? Yeah, that's good. I, I think we, right. we could definitely get ourselves some better... Uh, some better benefits by unionizing. I, think. I need health benefits. <laughs> I'm in school. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. So, right. So there's the unionizing make the, talk. Make, make the union do it. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so anything else on, on Barstool Sports or unions or anything? No, but I, just between? that I would really I would really enjoy union break halfway through the podcast every time. Oh, yeah, for sure. For <laughs> yeah. sure. Agree. For sure. Agree. Minute break. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that'll do it for that. And next up, we have a cozy book corner. All right. So today's cozy book corner. Um, uh, Derek, have you heard of the movie Red Sparrow? I have. Yes, I have. All right. Have you seen the movie? I have not seen it. No. All right. I have also not seen it. I've heard bad things. So I'm going to recommend not watching that movie if you have the opportunity and reading the book. All right. The book is spectacular. It is really interesting. It's like tactical. It's intelligent. It's just this uh, super, super unique spy book. And this is not usually my style of book. Mm -hmm. It felt like a... uh, like I was reading like a Tom Clancy or a Jack Reacher style novel, yep, yep. but it was really unique. Um, Russians and Americans are caught a current day in a uh, in a spy war, basically like a second Cold War, yep. desperate for information. All these different spies are double agents and they're playing each other and they're playing their countries and their spot. They're being told to spy on each other and getting fake information back and forth. So it's, it's kind of tough to follow, but... It's very, very well done. Um, the spy stuff you learn is incredible. Like every every chapter had something really cool and really new that I had never considered. Interesting, but they make happen. So like yeah. it's it's um, it's very, very uh, cool. I, I learned something new on every page. Nice. Um, and it was fun, cool. There's love interest. There's uh, there's like real. There's like twists. There's secret stuff going on. There's, it's got it all. It's a, a lot of sexuality because uh, as a red sparrow, she's a sparrow is a basically a spy prostitute. Okay. So you're you're taught to um, right. elicit information through uh, sexual acts, and that's what this woman does. So it's very very cool. I give it eighty eight percent Steve Nicholas avocados. Wow. Certified guac. Certified guac. All right. I feel Read like it's been book. a decent while since we've gotten a certified guac. I know. I am certifying this. Hardcore guacamole, fresh cilantro, fresh onions, fresh lime. Wow. Good book. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. like it. I like it. Yeah. It sounds and like you. I, yeah, go ahead. I texted you this. Yep. You specifically would really like it. Yeah, it does. It, that is definitely my style of, I think I mentioned this before with my, the last uh, book review I did, which is that my, my genre is very much like plot moving forward at all times, like action. Um, right. and then also some like kind of the intrigue and mystery and like, you know, sort of suspense, I guess. And so it's, it's definitely from, from your description, it's, it certainly sounds like a plot line that would keep me interested for sure. Uh, and, a, and a writing, st- and a writing style that I would enjoy. Everything that you just said is exactly correct about this book. All right. Yeah. So I Red's, will cross Red Sparrow. Red Sparrow off of my movie list and it will be added to my book list. Do for it. For sure. That's. That's what I recommend. So there you go. Um, hopefully, it doesn't go. The movie doesn't end up on TV and like accidentally get spoiled or something for me. But I'll do have, not I'll watch to, the movie. I'm telling you, do not watch it. <laughs> well, you have a heightened you awareness. Ac- you can't accidentally watch a whole movie. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Very good point. So, um, so there you go. Red Sparrow, eighty-eight uh, percent Steve Nicholas avocado certified guac. 
Um, so that's all we have for pop culture. Anything else uh, you want to add before we jump into sports? No, sir. All righty. That brings us into the second half, which is sports. All right, so sports. Um, like I mentioned, we're in a little bit of a dead time, but we have. Uh, uh, we'll start with a more unconventional sport, as far as the the major ones we usually talk about, and then we'll transition into a little bit of preview stuff uh, for football, which is coming up soon. Um, so, starting with the uh, sport that is going on right now in some capacity, which is USA Gymnastics, was. Uh, I th- so I believe Steve, is this like the qualifying for the Olympics next year? I believe it is, right? Uh, that I'm not sure about, but so, it was on yeah. um, primetime television, right. so that could that sounds. I'm thinking correct. it is because the Summer Olympics are next summer, and I I'm assuming that this is qualifying for that. So anyway, uh, what went fairly viral over the last few days was Simone Biles with her um, floor routine, I guess it was in her qualifying that was on you know like you said primetime on NBC, I believe. Um, just a ridiculous and you know neither. Uh, I am not a gymnastic expert. I don't know if you are, so I can't like really analyze this. Um, you've I, written here I've it's been, a triple double. Go ahead. I, I have learned a bit more about this, so I yep. can speak to this move. Okay. Um, so Simone Biles, who everyone knows, is a is a freak athlete. She's the best gymnast to walk the planet, yes. hands down. She has broken multiple records. She's She wins everything she does by multiple points, which is unheard of. So she breaks out this move called the triple double, also known as the Simone Biles 2. This is the second move that she's created wow. and has won her a tournament. Um, so they have yet to, to add it to any scoring. So it has to be, the rules have to be basically rewritten because no one's no woman has ever done this move. Right. Um, so it's three twists and two flips is the triple-double. Um, and if you haven't seen the video, watch it and then watch it again in slow motion. Yeah, someone posted the slow-mo is, version. It was incredible. It's in. It's like I don't under. I don't understand it. And then you watch it again in fast motion. You're like, there's no way that someone could get that high without a trampoline or like without <laughs> yeah. some sort of assistance. And she just and it's backwards. Yeah. So uh, it makes no sense. It makes no. She, sense. I mean, so, so I said to you before the episode that she's a robot. Like, I, like I, I think that she's from Westworld. I do. But like, I, 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 think, I think that you might be right. But like, you know, like, is it a coincidence that Westworld aired and then Simone Biles became a world class gymnast? Maybe, but maybe, but I don't know any other humans that can do this. So, so that's where I'm led to believe it's incredible. Right. Like, so like Steve said, watch the, watch the video. It's just search for it on Twitter. You'll find it. And the slow-mo go back, but go back and forth between the slow-mo and the full speed. And it's like, there's a dissonance there. You're like, wait, so what I watch in slow-mo is not possible. And then you watch yeah. it in full speed and it happens. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Right. And so what, what goes along well with this is that um, she's a very good person. She's yeah. good on camera. She's, she speaks her mind. She, she's just very well spoken. She's just a very good American athlete. Um, and so we're, we're all rooting for her and this is incredible. Um, but also she's 22 years old. Yeah. So, She's older, and which is weird because that sounds young. Right. But you usually gymnasts it's, are yeah, fifteen or sixteen when when they're pulling this off. She's five to seven years older than the people who normally do this, and she's still breaking records. Yeah. So she she is in a, a league of her own. She's she's literally incredible. So um, if you if you have not been following Simone Biles, follow her uh, and watch the triple double because it's incredible. But 
Um, we have a we have a stud American athlete on our hands, and yeah. we have for a few years now. But it's just nice to see her get some recognition again. Yeah, and, and like so, and along those lines with the with the gymnast for the U.S. Well, I get for every country, but with, with Olympic gymnasts, it is different because, like you said, of the 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 prime age of a of gymnasts. You know, like so, I like. Uh, Ali Raisman, for instance, is 25 right now, right? It's also young, right. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but she's already done. She's, she's been in, she was in two different Olympics <laughs> and she, so the one three years ago and the one seven years ago, she was elite in the one seven years ago and was good in the one three years ago, but was towards the end of her gymnast career. And I think she, I would yeah. assume she's not in the next Olympics cause she's now older than, than you can be to be an elite gymnast, which is, it's crazy. Older than dirt. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so along those same lines though, with Simone Biles, she was obviously in the last Olympics and she'll be in this one, but who knows if she'll be elite in the next one, right? Cause then she'll be 27 at that time. So in the Olympics after these ones, Gosh. so it's crazy, right? Like that. that I hope, this, I hope she is. That would, that would be nuts. And if anyone could, you'd think it would be her. Um, that means there's how, still hope for us, Derek. <laughs> it's true. If we uh, we could still be <laughs> Olympic gymnasts if we wanted to, um, <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, uh, she's, she is like, it doesn't get the recognition because of the sport it is probably as, as much, but she's probably like, she's one of the most dominant athletes, American athletes in the world. I mean, I mean like, it's like, oh, yeah. she, the, she probably is relative to like the competition and, and like, she's more dominant than any American athlete I can think of. Right. I mean, it's, it's her or Serena Williams. Yeah. Yeah, who are like in, and it's easier to see in like the individual right, sports. Right, right, it's true. Yeah, uh, because it just you beat you just beat everybody and you're the best. Right. Um, but I can't think of any, like I can't think of a maybe LeBron James. Well, right. Maybe, I mean, someone like but a, like yeah, but like that that's he's well known as like the best male athlete. Yeah. And these two and Serena and Simone are definitely better in their respective sports. Yeah. So, and but also and all yeah. yeah with the respective sports thing, right? Like if you look at the difference between LeBron James and like. Kevin Durant or Giannis Antetokounmpo or whoever else, right? Like that difference right. is fairly small. Like, like, like in the, like in the big picture, the difference is not that big compared to Simone Biles versus the next best gymnast is like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, or, or like compared to the field. I can't name another yeah. gymnast. Can you name another? No, gymnast? no, not currently. Uh, oh, um, what's her name? Uh, Gabby Douglas. She was also on the oh. US team, right? She's good, right? There you go. I, I yeah, I she mean, was. That's another one. <laughs> she was good. Yeah. Uh, um, so there you go. There's our expertise in uh, the U.S. gymnastics team, but but yeah, yeah we're so. stretching. We're we're stretching thin right yeah. now. We better move on. <laughs> um. So so there you go. Anything else on on U.S. gymnastics or or Olympics or anything? <laughs> anything? Uh, no. All right. Cool. Um. So uh, last set of topics. We'll move into football here real quick. So, uh, college football starts really soon. Actually, um. The, Real, like week zero apparently is what that is like. There's a week before week one and it's week zero. And yeah. It's a few teams. Which, and that's in, within a week. Yeah. August 24th is the first set of college football games, which when you said that, I was like, oh, that must be like, like East, East Alabama community college, right? Playing on, right. on, on August 24th. No, like Florida, Miami is the headlining game um, yeah. on August 24th. So, there are legit matchups and it's August 24th start, which to me is insane. Like, I feel like it's never started that early, but, um, it's too early. but college football's here. Um, so, uh, you, you want to introduce kind of the idea for our next podcast with, uh, our, yes. our second time guest. Yes. Friends. <laughs> um, so for those who are longtime listeners know that, um, 
we have a good connection in the college sports gambling world. Um, John Anthony, a professional sports gambler, is um, we've had him on the pod. Gave some hot takes. He gave uh, for uh, he, his his hashtag is hashtag free money and hashtag uh, chicken chicken. Or uh, what is it? Chicken, uh, chicken, winner, chick- uh, winner, 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 chicken, chicken dinner. dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Winner, 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 chicken dinner. Um, so he's a he's a very good sports gambler, mainly focused on college football. He'll come on next week, give us his hot takes, give us his cold takes, um, and his his locks for the season. Um, so if you want free money, get your wallets out. Next pod, John Anthony. Yep. Uh, if all goes to plan, we're in we're in talks with him now about coming back on the pod. So uh, that'll be before. Not before the 24th, I don't think, um, but before the actual week one of college yeah, football. So before the next stay set. tuned. Stay tuned for that. If you're interested, if you know anyone else who's interested, spread the word for next pod. Um, and then we'll um, get you guys some money yeah. from, our, from and our boy, John Anthony. And just in case you are a, a true degenerate gambler who like cannot wait until John Anthony gets on this podcast. Um, Talking to you, Zach Rokos. <laughs> we're looking at you. <laughs> Uh, or Bobby, or, yeah, more so looking at Bobby. Bobby um, but, uh, so his Twitter handle is L Gambling Guru, as we mentioned last time he was on last year, um, and he did tweet today actually a couple of his little first season picks. Um, he's got Texas for uh, over under uh, to- team win totals for the year. Uh, t- three unders is what he's given his followers today, which is Texas under nine and a half, Northern Illinois under seven, and Colorado under four and a half. So those are Colorado, Colorado. Yeah. Wow. Uh, four and a half is not a lot of wins. So that's, no. that's, uh, that's thinking they suck for sure. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so those Sorry, are Colorado. <laughs> yeah. So those are John Anthony's three, uh, that he tweeted today. So that's kind of the little teaser there. Um, and he'll have more for us when we have him on next pod. But, uh, you know, being after that week zero for some teams, it might be too late to bet their total over unders for wins. Uh, if they play that first week. So uh, it'll be a somewhat limited selection, but still plenty of teams that won't have started yet. So uh, he'll right. have a lot to break down. So um, looking forward so to yeah. it. Yeah. Anything else on John Anthony? No, just uh, happy to have the friend yeah, back on the pod. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so our last topic, we'll shift it to the NFL. We're still a couple more weeks away from the NFL starting. Uh, September 5th, I believe, is the Thursday opener between the Bears and Packers, I believe, in the NFL. Um, but so, uh, in the interim, we can have a little bit of fantasy football talk. Um, now as you guys who listen to our podcast know, we are not like the, we don't have like a fantasy football expert segment where we break down a bunch of stuff about fantasy football. We never really do that because but we do now, we do now, <laughs> we do now starting right now. No, uh, we're like, so I, I said to Steve offline, I have not really started preparing for fantasy football yet. So this talk is just kind of off the cuff stuff, but I see you have a couple things Jot it down. So why don't you start us out with with uh, sleepers and busts? All right. I'm going to give mine right now. So the caveat to this is I don't play fantasy football anymore. I gave it up two years ago, and it's it's improved my mental health immeasurably. <laughs> um, so I am very happy not playing fantasy football. However, I did make some very good calls when we did used to do the pre- uh, fantasy previews. Uh, I called Jay Ajayi yep. being a sleeper, and that was the year that Arian Foster literally retired <laughs> because Jay Ajayi was too good. Um, I also called uh, Keenan Allen being a bust that year he got hurt. Yep. Um, so these in- these include people who might get hurt as well because um, if you're soft, you're also a bust. Just because you're not good. Right, because like Keenan not- Allen's really good, but... Yeah, the, you but know, you're still a bust. Yeah, you're still a right. bust if you get hurt. So 
Here are my busts. Um, number one, David Johnson for the Cardinals. I don't know if, if he's still available or if he's still considered a good running back, um, but he's not. So don't <laughs> draft him. He's He had one good year. People went nuts for him. He's been hurt. He's had down years, and then people make excuses for him. I'm tired of people making excuses for bad players. So don't draft David Johnson. Another bust year for him. Also, I'm low on the entire Browns team. All of them. That's a, that's ODB. A, <laughs> yes, the that's entire a big claim. team. That's a, that's a big claim. I think this is this is a dysfunct a place where players go to have fun and not win football games. I think there's gonna they're gonna win two games and the wheels are gonna come off. Uh, every player, every player on that team has a giant ego, and that usually doesn't work. So. Uh, I'm going to say no to the entire Browns team, no matter how uh, enticing um, Odell Beckham looks or how enticing uh, Baker Mayfield looks, I would say pass on them. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to move to sleepers unless you want to add some busts uh, or comment on mine. So I, I will comment on yours and add one uh, entire team bust similar to your entire team bust. Um so if I'm not you say the Bucks, I will kill you. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say the Bucks. Um, right. I I'm not fully on board with the entire Browns team being a bust. I'm also not like well, we talked about this a little bit when they made the trades, right? Like I don't think the Browns make the playoffs this year. Like I don't think they're now. For instance, I don't think the Browns are better than the New York Jets. Uh, like I think that the Jets are going to be better than the Browns this year. But I think that. Uh, I think they'll win more than two games. I don't know if you meant that they were going to win, go two and fourteen, or if that they would collapse like after winning two games. I I'm not sure. No, I just say like if they lose two in a row. Okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha, then gotcha. then like it becomes dysfunction city and yeah. no one performs. Yeah, well. so they, I think they'll win more than two games. They will certainly uh crumble when stuff when the going gets tough. I agree with that. Right. Um, I will say they're in they're not in a great division anymore. Like Pittsburgh and Baltimore and Cincinnati it's probably one of the weakest divisions in the NFL kind of sneakily True. Um, with Pittsburgh having gotten worse. Uh, Baltimore is, I think a little bit better now, but and Cincinnati's is Cincinnati. So, um, so I think that they're going to win some games. Uh, I think they're going to be average, put it that way. Uh, the team that I am, and this isn't a team that has as much, as much hype as the Browns. So I'm this probably, this isn't that hot of a take. I think a lot of people think they're going to be bad, but I think the Oakland Raiders are going to be like insanely bad. Like, Ooh, I, I like, I like the, you had to add insanely. They, to make the, it a I think the Raiders might, that, yeah. the Raiders might go two and 14. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, like I really think that like Antonio Brown might retire because he can't wear, a, he doesn't want to wear a new helmet. Like, <laughs> like that, that's the state of the, of the Raiders. Right. <laughs> and, and when you look at who the Raiders play against right they're in a division with Kansas city, play them twice, San Diego, uh, sorry, Los Angeles chargers play them twice. Um, and the Denver Broncos who are going to be better this year now. So, cause they got Joe Flacco at quarterback and they still have a really good defense, right? Like, I think that that's one of the best divisions in the NFL. As far as those top three teams, I think the Raiders are going to be absolutely garbage. And I think that Antonio Brown will be a terrible fantasy player this year. Um, so that that's my, who I'll add to the bus column. I don't have Love much more day. for individual players, but cool. Yeah. Well then let's move to sleepers for sure. Um, so my first sleeper, and this he's not a sleeper anymore mm-hmm. because he's he's kind of been discovered. But Chris Godwin for the Bucks. Okay, um, he's one of those guys who he's a safety valve kind of guy. Like you can throw it up to him and he'll make a crazy catch. Mm-hmm. He'll he just will because he's got great hands. Yeah. Um, the only issue is that he's on the same team as OJ Howard and Mike Evans, who also take a lot of catches from him. Right. 
But Chris Godwin's a guy who wants the end zone. Mike Evans is a guy who wants to catch it and then duck down and lay on the ground. Mm-hmm. Chris Godwin coming into his own, I think it's his third year, and now he's he's got chemistry with Jameis. I think he's going to... I would give him eight, eight plus touchdowns, eight to like... All right. Eight to fifteen. Nice. Um, so I think he's a, he's a good good second receiver. Right. Uh, maybe one of the better better second receivers in the league. My next sleeper, and I'm also going to add this to a sleeper team, is the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Marquise Lee is going to have an excellent year. I think he's a very good receiver, and he finally has a good quarterback, right. which the Jaguars actually haven't had in a long time. Right. right. So Nick Nick Foles is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah. And all of these guys for the Jaguars have been with Blake Bortles for, what, six six years, yeah, eight five. years? No, not eight. Probably like five or six years, yeah. Five. Too long. Yeah. <laughs> so now they finally have a good quarterback, and these guys were producing with a bad quarterback. So I, I think Mar- Marquise Lee, being the number one receiver for the Jags right now, is going to have a very good year. But I also think that uh, Fournette's going to have a great year, and, mm-hmm. and whoever the, the slot and um, secondary receivers for the Jaguars are, because I think that's, that's what they've needed because the Jaguars have had a good team, good defense, and they finally have a quarterback that can throw the ball. Yeah. Five years is uh how long Blake Bortles was under center for Jacksonville. Um four years too long. <laughs> yeah. Um so I, I like those picks. Um like I said, I haven't scoured the league yet for who I consider to be the sleepers, but similar to you having the the up close knowledge of Chris Godwin, I can Give one. I can give one guy that is uh, making waves in Patriots camp at least, um, which is Jacoby Myers. Um, I don't know if you know who that is, but he was a re- he was a receiver for uh, NC State. He lit up Boston College when he played us, uh, so I remembered him from that. But uh, <laughs> undrafted wide receiver from NC State. A lot of people were surprised that he was undrafted. This is exactly exactly the kind of guy that the Patriots would just get, and he'd be good. Um, yes. and so, and, and he is impressing heavily in camp. Um, he's become so far and, and you know, you, you could, you got to take it with a grain of salt. This is like Patriots training camp. Like, it, like any guy could be good. And like the, 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 the players that have, have their spots there, like will probably end up stepping up and he might not even get a lot of run, but so far he's had a good connection with Brady. He's been catching touchdowns in preseason games and train and training camp and stuff. So Jacoby Myers is. Probably not a guy to draft in your league, but like if you're for, well, if you're in a Boston league, you'll, he'll probably get drafted in like the last round. But uh, if you're in another league, like you know where you were in Florida or somewhere else, where people don't know about him, he's worth picking up if you got an extra roster spot just to see what happens because you never know if a guy like that could end up being good. Um, and he's kind of flying under the radar with Nikhil Harry, who was their first round pick, and he's the first the first receiver that Bill Belichick has ever drafted in the first round. So you would expect him to also get some run. Um, nice. So some rookie receivers there that could make waves and being multiple of them and being the Patriots offense, it's almost, it's, it's way too risky to invest in them in fantasy. But as far as a flyer goes, um, yeah. they could and be no, worth it. And no Gronk anymore. And no Gronk. So yeah, exactly. Like, so they're the specifically with Nikhil Harry, who's the first round receiver they took the position uh, or not position, but the, the role of big bodied target in the red zone is, is completely up for grabs with Gronk on, you know? So, and that's what, that's what Harry is. He's a big physical receiver. So, uh, so red zone targets will be up for grabs there. That's probably the biggest reason to that, that he'll, he'll get drafted in most leagues, but um, Myers is one that is, is under the radar and, and could be, could end up making waves. So 
Uh, Someone to keep your eye on there. But uh, for other sleepers in the league, I have not looked around much yet. So I'll have to be doing that in the next couple of weeks. But but some there good, you go. good advice there. So Take it or leave take it. Take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah. Take it or leave it. It's um, up to you. But our, we do have a good track record. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. We do have a good track Definitely record. Definitely true. Yeah. So anything else on football? Football's coming up soon. That's it. We're almost here. For football. Just yeah. very, very excited for yeah. football. And ex- I'm excited for BC again, which happens every year. I convince myself that yeah. this will be the year. BC is good. <laughs> this is the one for sure, though. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that brings us to the final drive. Do you want to go first or do you want to go second? Uh, I want to go first. All righty. Go. Do it. All righty. So I currently, I just started The Boys uh, mm, okay. on Amazon Prime Video. It is a superhero, like an anti-superhero movie. Um, it's a, it's very, very dark. It's very, very well done. Good production value, good acting, good special effects. Um, but when I say it's dark, I mean it is D-A-R-K <laughs> dark. It is, it hits a lot of very uh, sad and um, just gross topics yeah. very early wow. on. So... By the by, the end of the first episode, you will realize what what you've gotten yourself into, and see if you want to continue. So, it's not a show for everyone. It's very gory. It's very uh, it's very skeezy. It's very like when I say I know I'm not gonna say it again, but dark. Like it is, it's just not for the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. So, but it's really really interesting. The concept is there's these superheroes all around the world, and everyone looks up to them, and they're celebrities, and obviously. They are, uh, for lack of a better term, shitheads. They're just bad, bad people behind the scenes. Right. And so this group of people is trying to hunt them down and kill them and stop them from being, and just kind of like ruin their careers and whatever. Um, so I'm not done with it, but I'm five episodes in, and it is very, very good. So if you're if you're in the um, in the market for a new show, The Boys on Amazon Prime Video is is not bad. It is. You just have to be ready for what you're getting yourself into. Right, right. And it's and and sounds like you get the indication of that after the first episode, so you'll know. Yes, you'll after have, the you'll, first episode, yeah. you will definitely know. You'll know the vibe and be able to decide. Correct. There you go. So I'm I'm going to give it a try. I haven't watched it yet, but you should. The boys. You, I think you would you would like it. Cool. So the boys on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, give it a trial run for sure. Um, my final drive will be a video game review. Happens once in a while when I get a new game. Uh, Madden 20 was released a couple weeks ago, and I got the got the new one. I tend to always fall for getting the new one when football season's coming, and I want to like kind of get excited about football. Um, you love it. So I got it. To, uh, a little bit of a change for me with this game, uh, and this is something you'll probably uh, appreciate, Steve, is that in this game in particular, is the first time that I've instead of going with like the typical the franchise modes and team building modes is that I went into the card collecting mode first hey, which is your favorite mode and that's in, in what I like to games. do yeah. uh, and so Madden Ultimate Team in Madden 20 is excellent it's uh it's very cool. very good mode um, the the card collecting is is uh, has an addictive nature to it as you know from other games um, I love collecting the, things. the reward system is very good it's very well done you don't have to like it, you don't quite have to grind for so long before you get a good reward. You know, some games you have to like really put in a ton of work with a crappy, crappy team of cards. You know, just um, just to get like one just, gold yeah, card. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's a, there's a relatively quick ramp to having like at least a decent team, and then you kind of move forward and, and unlock cooler cooler stuff and better players. So 
Um, and they also are coming out with new stuff like all the time. Like just the other day, they they added like a like so what they'll do in Madden Ultimate Team in this mode anyway, and maybe it's been the way in that way in other games that I didn't realize, but they'll add like a a new mode that's only available for like five or six days. So it's like for the next like six days. So like one of the ones right now, there's this thing that's like basically the mode is college overtime. So like it's not a full game. It's just like you play a college overtime. So it's like a quick game. Oh, cool. Basically. Yeah. But and, and then you like, so it's going to be open for like six days. You can play that. And like, if you win like X games, like you get X reward or Y rewards, you know? So like, it's all, so like, it'll be open for a few days. And like the more you win in that, the more rewards you'll get sort of. So it's, 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 it's a good way to keep it interesting and keep it cool. Um, and like give you more ways to earn stuff than just like playing the challenges over and over again, you know? So uh, high reviews for me for Madden 20. Uh, the gameplay is good. It just, it, it's nothing revolutionary, I don't think, but you know, it's always been a good game. And they, after I think hitting a, a rut for a few years there, I think you would agree. You probably played some of those Maddens and it's like, they kind of were stuck bad. in mud for a little while, I feel like. Um, yeah. But the games are, I really like the gameplay engine now and they just make incremental improvements each year. So this is another one of those. I think it's worth buying if you're a fan of the franchise and I think Ultimate Team is definitely worth playing. So there you go. Heck yeah. Do, are you going to give it a uh, oh, Dragon Fruits uh, Dragon Fruits? Uh, I can, I guess. Um, I, I guess just individually, like not thinking about the whole series, like just kind of like looking at this game and how good it is. I have to rate it very high. Like, so, because the expectation with Madden is already high because it's a very well-established franchise. But right. uh, I'm going to give it... I'm going to give this game an 88 Derek Dragon Whoa. Fruits. 88. Certified Pattaya Colada. Certified Pattaya yeah. Colada? I don't want to go over 90 because I think there are still its inherent flaws and and, and times that it frustrates you significantly um, in gameplay. But it's a very, very good game. I'll give it 88 wow. Derek Dragon Fruits. So two certified reviews on today's yeah. pod. Yeah, two certifieds. 288. 288s. Yeah, wow. I didn't realize that. <laughs> I was I was about to give it 89 and then I, I went with 88. So, but there you go. I like that you did. I like <laughs> yeah. that you did. So that's it. Madden 20 review, uh, 88 Derek Dragon Fruits. So anything else? Anything else you want to add? That's it, Derek. Alrighty. What an episode. What an episode. That does it for episode number 135. Uh, we'll be back right before the football season starts for 136 and we'll have a guest on. So we'll see you guys then. Later days, friends.